good morning welcome to adult conversations by blue this is your host blue ridley and today is june 1st and it is also pride month um i wanted to come on and kind of just talk about a few things today there's a lot that's been going on in the media and in the world and i feel like There's so much heaviness out there, and I just wanted to start talking about some things. Now, before we get into today's episode, um, let me just kind of do the recap of what's been going on since we last um, spoke to each other. Um, Of course, coronavirus is still out there. Um, The pandemic is still there. I'm still working from home. Big is still... Mr. Big, he's um, actually out on a job site today, and he is um, actually texting me right now because, like everyone else, he's ordering things from Amazon, so he needed to tell me that, oh, his package arrives today from Amazon. That's what. So, um, what else is going on? Um, Yeah, there was a murder that took place and went viral. Um, His name is George Floyd and he happened to be African-American. Now, Adult Conversations by Blue is a adult content podcast. It is not geared toward social issues or political views. However, um, at some point in time, I had to remember that adult conversations can be anything that I want it to be because this is my podcast and I can pretty much talk about what I think bothers me because that's a part of my journey into being self-aware and self-aligning my you know aligning me with the community that's out there um earlier when I started this podcast I did a race play um, podcast episode where I talked about why I personally do not engage in any kind of race play or any kind of race fetish. And today's conversation is going to kind of piggyback off of that episode and just kind of bring you up to speed on where my thoughts are and how much more in depth I can talk about. So this might be a long podcast. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's really what the podcast is for today. But before we get into that, let me tell you guys a little bit more about what's going on. Um, I've been remodeling, nesting. I've been buying materials to put up a vinyl fence. And Big and I, we're gonna tackle it, him and my son, and we're gonna kind of tackle the backyard and put the fencing up and that kind of thing. So we've been doing a lot. Um, I've been growing tomatoes. I've been growing peppers. I've been growing cucumbers. I've literally turned into a Susie homemaker, gardener, extraordinaire kind of thing. That's what I've been doing. I've been talking a lot more to my sister in New York. We've kind of talked to each other every day. I bought an elliptical machine and I parked it in front of my television in the living room. And I have sweated my ass off doing that because I would like to get into shape and get off the 30 pounds 
that I claim I gained, but I didn't because I didn't really eat a lot during quarantine. I did a lot of cooking because I love to cook. It's my thing. So I did a lot of cooking and, but I do want to tone my body and kind of get my core and get into like a mental space. I find when I work out that I am in a better mood. I sleep better. I I feel more comfortable. So I want to get back into that. And since I'm not really trying to go to the gym at this moment, I felt that I needed to, um, get my home gym started. I was trying to get a treadmill, but unfortunately due to quarantine and everyone staying home, they all had the same idea. And the basic treadmills that were like two, $300 have skyrocketed and doubled on Amazon. And I was not about to pay my coins to that because I lost 10% of my pay for my job. And so I'm slowly getting my payments back from my self-employed stuff um, just to help out and have offset the, the pay that I lost while I'm working at home and I lost a couple hours of my day working from home because they cut the hours and so forth so that's pretty much what's been going on as far as kink goes um, I'm still pretty much doing a lot of virtual kink kin, like talking to my friends who are in the community um, you know, of course, I told you guys the last time Big and I, we still regularly do our thing at home. Um, and last night was a do our thing night. And we kind of had a little fun last night before we went to bed because we've been working so hard these last couple of days and we didn't get a chance to knock it one out during the Saturday, Sunday morning types that we usually do. So we kind of made up for that last night and boy, was it hot. It was good. It was so damn good that I had an amazing orgasm. And I have to say this, and it's probably off topic, but anyway, whatever. Um, I find that him and I, we connect so well that I always have an orgasm when him and I come together and I love that. I, it's years ago, it took me a while to get an orgasm with other people. And I was just not sure why this was happening. And maybe it's because we weren't compatible, but I find that Big and I are so compatible in that department that I'm always, always sure and guaranteed to have an orgasm when we are having sex of any kind. And I love it. And I think it's all due to the fact that we're like literally comfortable with each other. Um, and I enjoy that to the fullest. That is the most enjoyable experience that I have with him. And I enjoy it. I love it. Amazing. So that's there for now. I do have regular episodes coming. I have two last episodes for this season that I did promise you. And I was trying to work on it, but unfortunately what happened is when all this stuff occurred in the media, I kind of took a mental break. I'm eating breakfast. So I'm eating granola. Trying to be healthy and shit. You know what the fuck I'm saying? But anyway, my body and my mind couldn't get right. And so, I just could not sustain the episode that I wanted to record. 
that I promised last Friday to record it and put it out. But it's coming. And I'll give you a sneak preview. It is um, geared toward BDSM and ASMR. <clears throat> and that's all I'm going to say about it. So, in the meantime, let's start the episode. Race play. Recently in the news, everybody's glued to their TV. There's riots all throughout the United States and across the world. And the quote is Black Lives Matter. And I know some people feel that all lives matter, and they do. But we have to always think about what does all lives matter to whom does that statement match? I am not African-American. I am Afro-Caribbean. I identify 100% Afro-Caribbean. I am in a relationship with a Caucasian Canadian man. Um, And we talk about race in different aspects of it as far as um, fetishing and kinking. And I'm like, you know, are you... I've always been that person that when I get into a relationship with a man of a different nationality, whether he is white or Asian or whatever, I always ask the question, are you trying to seek out a fetish or a fantasy that you previously had? And if so, I am not the one for you because when I experiment, I'm experimenting for that reason, you know, I want to have sex and we all do it. I mean, black girls might think, oh, I want to experience sex with a white man. Not many say that, but there's a majority that does say I want to experience that kind of relationship with a white man or a man of different color, race or whatever. Same as um, white men wanting to experience relationships with women of different nationalities and ethnicities. I remember when I first got into kink that race play was something that I was very offended by. And I, at first I was kind of like, okay, okay, cool, whatever. You're into this. You're, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, whatever, whatever. I don't want to be a part of race play and the reason I say this is because at the end of the day I am a human being I am a woman and I do not want to know that the man that I'm sleeping with or in my bed that I'm professing my love to is only with me because the color of my skin and he's fantasizing and fetishizing about the color of my skin um A lot of you might not understand the big deal. You might say, what's the big deal? It doesn't matter. Everyone has their kinks. You shouldn't kink shame. You shouldn't do this. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying that I personally do not engage in any kind of race play because I'm not about to say to you, let me fuck you. Let this nigga bitch fuck you or let this nigga bitch slap the shit out of you or... um, Yes, massa. I'm not about to say that shit. Fuck, hell no. It's not going to happen. 
if, if you down for that, there's some black women that's down for it and they get off on that. That's your kink. I'm okay with that, but that's not my kink. And so I don't ever bring it into my bedroom. I'm different. I'm a sensual kinkster and I like connection and that that I have with that person. And I don't want to be offended by the fact that this guy that I'm with is screaming, you nigger bitch, take this dick, you nigger bitch, take this white nigger dick bitch. All that bullshit. I don't want to hear that shit. That, that doesn't turn me on. That literally wants me to get up and slap the shit out of you. Now, I listened to other episodes, and I do remember there was a, uh, other podcast episodes from different um, people. And one of the episodes of a podcast that I listened to, they were doing an um, interview with a gay man. And they asked him about race play and if it ever happened to him. And he said yes. In the moment, he allowed the sexual inhibitions to take place. But when he got up and was done, he was a bit offensive by it. Now, here's my take on that. The minute you say something, nigger bitch, you got to get the fuck up off of me. And you got to put your clothes on and you're going to have to exit stage left. And don't ever motherfucking come back. That's just the way I'm, I'm letting you know I'm going to keep it real the way it is. Now, that's me. That's me that's saying this shit. Not telling you what you need to do and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. I'm just explaining to you how I feel about race and where people take it too far. And especially in the kink community. When I got on Fat Life, I saw a lot of hate in the kink community towards um, black people kinking. And that's what made me want to start this podcast and educate black people on how to kink and how to not be afraid to kink because some other race thinks that this was created by um, black. This was created by white people for white people. No, it wasn't. It was created for everyone who is interested in kinking and the lifestyle of kink. You know, um, I get it that you you want your black bull and you want your wife to be fucked by a black man and also for that's your kink. I'm all okay with that. And, you know, I kind of watch those kind of porns because I enjoy watching that kind of content. Um, and I, most of the time when I did started watching that kind of content was mostly for interest because, you know, when you're younger, you, you hear things, but you've never seen it. So, of course, you learn most of it from watching porn. And that's like trans people having sex with people like, you know, transvestites, all that stuff. Um, I like to watch that. I, and that's how I got into knowing that I enjoyed pegging a man and, you know, I enjoy watching a man give head to another man. Those are the things that you do. You watch porn to get an idea of what it is. And then when you decide to get into it and practice it, then you know the do's and don'ts to do those things. And so for me, I, I felt like in order for me to create the, the, the road or the path that I wanted for myself, I had to be able to know what it is that I wanted for myself. And so when I went on Fat Life, and I have to revert to Fat Life because that's where a lot of people use to get into kink is on Fat Life whether we like it or not, you know. Um, so 
when I started seeing the hate about black women, even on Twitter, um, black sex workers have a hard time because there are idiots, ignorant people out there saying stuff like, oh, why is your vagina so dark? And why between your legs is so dark? Is that the way a vagina is supposed to look like? And I just know that that's ignorance. Don't get me wrong. I'm educated enough to know that those are ignorant people who say that kind of stuff. So I understand completely 100% that that's due to ignorance. Um, however, you know, some people, we just, we just realize like, wow, this is really the shit that we're dealing with. We're dealing with hate even in the sex community because, oh, you don't want to see a, a black woman's um, pussy because you're assuming that it should look a certain way or, you know, what kind of shit is that? To me, I just think that's just dumb and ignorant um, because, like I said, it's just stupid and ignorant. Now, race play. Race play is a form of a fetish. It's a fetish, it's a fetish for some white men. And when we talk about it in femdom or any kind of female-led relationships or even any female-led play, mistresses, goddesses, I've known a few mistresses who have white submissives and they want race play. And I've watched one of my friends who she has a um, her camera set up and you can pay to watch her um, flogging and doing all kinds of things to her submissive. And a lot of it is, is because they want to um, get all, you know, they want people to see what's really going on behind the scenes and pay for it and stuff like that. And I think most of the time race play is actually done in a fandom setting, a financial domination setting. Um, because... I think 90% of the people who are actually doing it are collecting payment for it. And that is the reason why it is so prominent out there for people. I wish that it wasn't the way it was. And no, let me not say that. I don't want to say I wish that it wasn't the way it was. I wish that we were more educated and open to kink and race play and be a little bit more... How should I put it? Because I might be going off tangent with the conversation. But I just want the education about it to be realistic and not have these high expectations. Because let me tell you what happens with race play and kink. It opens the doors for predators. Um, Like any other kinky activity, I find that it opens the door for predators to prey on the innocence of younger black women who think that when they get into kink, they have to do race play. And I realized that a long time ago. And this is where I tried my best and my hardest not to engage in it because I noticed that it was coming off of a sense of This is what they wanted us to have. This is what they wanted to happen. They want you to think that this is normal. And you should want to do it. And that's the prey. That's the predator right there in the nutshell. 
The first dom that I started talking to when I first got into kink um, is very racist. He is racist against black men, but he wants to control the black woman. And I realized that I too fell prey as a victim to what he was spewing out because one, I wanted to get into kink. Sometimes when I see certain um, people engaging in kink activity, I ask myself, was that their consent? Were they consenting to race play because they wanted it? Or were they consenting to race play because the white man that they got uh, connected with wanted that? And that's where I have a hard time dealing with it because I don't want to tell people, oh, you shouldn't enjoy your kink and your fetishes, but that's the one instance that I have a hard time skating on because I'm realizing so much people are being pressured into that. You guys might not think that, but I I see it more because I'm on the black side of it and I see all of the situation averting to it. Like I would hear him, he would say things to me like, these niggers, like he will always try to say the N-word and I realized, excuse me, I realized he got off on, on that and that's that was his kink. And it pissed me to fuck off because I started questioning myself like, is this the man that I want to be a part of? Like, do I want to be in a relationship with this man who I, he wants to f- control the black woman, but he doesn't give a fuck about the black man. And I feel like if you're going to support black people, you got to support all black people, not just the males over the females or not just the females over the males. You have to support every one of them. And going now to the fast forward to now what's going on, because in history, this has been going on in, you know, in history. And to give you a little quick history lessons um, on the plantation, the white women used to sleep with the black men who had big cocks and they would be sold away from their um, families to other um, slave owners. So don't think that this is current shit, that you see a bull coming in and, and, and fucking a white woman for her husband's sake or his cock's too small and, and she's enjoying her, her cuckold or whatever you guys call it. This is nothing new. This is stuff that's been out there for a long time. So... Just know it's been out there since the time of history. Um, The death of Jared Floyd started riots all throughout the nation and the world. And it brought heaviness to me um, because I realized that I have a black son. Um... I wake up every day 
very worried about all the things that he could possibly have to deal with. Um, And so at the end of the day, I make sure that I educate my black son on the parallels of racism and whatnot. You know, he's he's very aware of that. Now, white people don't have to get up in the morning and the minute they give birth to a son, they do not have to educate them on police brutality at the age of five or they don't have to educate them about race or anything to that effect because they're privileged regardless of if they want to admit it or not. They are privileged There is white privilege out there. I'm not saying that everyone who is white is right, but the world sees it that way. Um, I feel like as a woman of color, I wish that we all could open our minds. So I'm going to give you my experiences with race. Um, I work in a very huge corporation, global corporation. Um, They're publicly traded. I won't say the name of the company that I work for. But for two years, I had a boss who, because she was married to a black man, they divorced 11 years ago. She thinks that that is her golden ticket to say she's not racist. I'm going to tell you this right now. I have a white man in my bed every night. And I don't really care for every white person I encounter. Not because of the color of their skin, but because the way they, they approach me or react to me when they see me just getting out of my car or walking and doing me. That's what makes me decide whether or not I feel something for you or I'm okay with you or whatever. So my boss, she thinks that's her ticket to say, hey, I support black people. No, that's a lie. On my team, it was her, I, and another lady. And the other lady was actually half black, half white. And she um, made a comment that... She made a comment to me and said that I need to not be so eager to help people that come to our office. I should let her sometimes answer the questions because it comes off like if she doesn't know anything and I know everything and everyone's coming to me and not going to her. Mind you, she's giving them the wrong answer. That's neither here or there, but that's just the gist of things. So... When I took this job and moved all from Vancouver to where I'm at right now, I don't recall taking this job to please the people because I don't give a shit what other people think. Whether we're a team or not, as a team, we all should be together. So she had a problem with the fact that I knew more than she did. She felt like I shouldn't have enough access that she did. Now, mind you, I transitioned into this Um, department from another department previously so I could stay here in this city that I'm in. 
So when my boss would go away for her monthly trips, travel trips, we would butt heads, me and the other lady in the office. And I realized that something was up because she started acting funny. So when my boss would come back, she'd run over to my boss's house because she would take care of the dog for the boss and all that shit. And she would tell her, oh, all these things about me. So my boss, instead of coming to me and asking me, hey, do you have any issues? Is everything okay with you? Um, what the, nothing, she wouldn't do that. She listened to the other lady and I would come home, I would go home one day, come back the next day and she'd like, oh yeah, um, you're, you're not gonna do this anymore. We're, we're, we're changing what we did uh, from yesterday. Let's do it this way. You do your stuff and she does her stuff. So that's when I knew that there was some complaints. I'm a type of person, if I don't have a problem, I'm not complaining. Cause I didn't have a problem she did. I didn't have one. So months passed by, it was happening, it was happening, it happening. And then it got to the point when she said to me, oh, you need to stop stepping up. That blew the top off of me because I paid too much motherfucking money to go to school, get a degree, and I am good at my job. I've been doing it for over 20 years and I have a kid to support and you're telling me that I should act stupid to make you feel better. That's where the white privilege, because she doesn't consider herself half black and half white all the time. She only does it just to prove a point of, oh, well, I have black in me. But when people walk up to you, they're not looking at you as a black person. What they're looking at you as is someone of either Italian mixture, because you have a lot more of that European mixture in you versus that you could tell that she's half white and black. You can't tell until she tells you that she's half white and half black because her mother was pure white. It's only when it suits them that they pull those race cards and I laugh at that shit because I think it's so funny because I've been around too long to know that I've been there, done that, so whatever you pull, don't appease me. So when shit hits a fan, I walked out the office. I was heated. I told her a piece of my mind. Then my boss comes over and we're talking and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's my fault. Um, I knew something was up and I should have addressed it and asked you. And I told her, I said, yeah, you never came to me and asked me anything. You took her word for it. Now, a year into this whole situation, um, the other lady, she transferred to another job in another city and it was just me and my boss left. So I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a lot of things that were gonna change and unfortunately it did not change. And the reason it did not change was because my boss started watching me in a different light. Like I, re I started to realize that she was watching me all the time, like if, like micromanaging me, she started micromanaging me um, she was doing a lot of shit. And here's the thing. I also knew more than my boss did. And this is what, when I say this is white privilege and how things are put into perspective, especially in the workforce with black people and women of color. If you're smart, they don't like that. They don't want you to be too smart and they don't want you to showcase that. But where I was, I grew up up north in New York where ambition is, 
is a value, it's an asset. Coming to the South, ambition as a black woman is a liability. And I felt like, fuck you, corporate America, if you think that I paid all this money to sit down and, and work twice as hard to get approval. I don't look for approval at my job, whether you like it or not. I'm not one of those people to look for approval from anyone that I work with or who's um, in control of me. I don't look for that. I do my job, I get out, clock out, and keep it fucking moving. As long as my check don't bounce when the two weeks come, I'm gravy like baby. So, I'm good. Um, but, my boss had a reputation that was bad, and it escalated. Now, I went and I complained about her, about the micromanaging, how she's she started deducting my timesheet. I noticed like my timesheet was missing hours and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's not how I left it the last time I um, clocked out or whatever. So I brought this up to HR. I went to HR, I went to her boss for a year. Nothing happened. They talk about all these changes is going to take place. Nothing's going to happen. It took an Asian lady who came in to do a project and I worked with her on the project and we connected so well and I told her what was going on and you know you kind of vent and I told her like you know I hate coming to work every day because I want to just come out of my black skin and tell this lady a piece of my mind and how racist she is and I find like she's just only doing it to me and what the fuck is going on and it took that woman to anonymously post an ethics violation against my boss for them to let my boss go this January 2020. I dealt with it for two years and I said something and nothing happened. I kept getting, oh, you know, did you talk to her and voice your concerns? Did you do this? And mind you, black and white woman, this is what this is what they do to us. They make it seem like we're the angry people and oh, we're blowing it out of proportion. But this Asian woman anonymously didn't want her name in there and she anonymously put in a ticket to the ethics com- committee. And when you do that, they have to follow up on the process. They have to open an investigation. So I was sitting in my office one day and I worked late that day and my boss had just left. And the HR lady Skyped me and said, hey, do you have a few minutes? Could you come over and let's talk? And I was like, sure, no problem. And so she's like, this has, you're not in trouble. This has nothing to do with you. But I just wanted to let you know that there was a, um, we're opening up an investigation against your boss. And we wanted to ask you some questions. So they didn't tell me that originally at first. It was We just wanted to ask you some questions about your work. And then at the end, she told me what the situation was. And I said, I figured it out from the first question where where they were going. So within, um, in October of last year, my job had announced that they were going to lay off over 3,000 people across the board. And... So this is what happened. So instead of them getting a lawsuit by letting her go or firing her and not giving her a severance package or whatever, they put her into the layoff package. So come January, they laid her off 
I will never forget it. January 16th, 2020, my boss was let go. What was the bad part for me and where race comes in is the tables were turned and my boss had originally went to the HR department and said a year ago that I was harassing her or making her feel uncomfortable, I would have been let go. They have strategies in place on how to let certain people go. I would have been let go. I'm, I'm keeping it as fucking real as I could possibly keep it because that's the God honest truth. I would have been let go. But the tables were different. I'm the black woman and she's the white woman. And what they did was they allowed me to deal with the stress, the anxiety, the all of this for a whole year. And then when they got the notice about the layoff, they had already had her in the layoff for the January because now she got laid off and she got a severance package because she's been with the company for over six years and whatnot. So these are the things when we talk about privilege, this is what happens. You do one thing as a black person in corporate America, fuck you out the motherfucking door. You do something as a white person in corporate America and it takes a big toll for them to let you go. And I'm going to give you another scenario. There's a guy at my company who was being investigated by the FBI for fraud from stealing from a charity. Him and his wife works at my job. The notice came out in November. The day he got arrested, he was at the office. The police came around the back, arrested him, took him and booked him. And he was released on bail the next day. He was back in the office a week. He took, he had a week off for vacation already scheduled and they brought him back to the office, took his computer. I guess they spied on his computer to see whatever. He's still working at my company and he's white and he's being investigated. And you know what they said? Um, we want you guys to be care, be very mindful. They use the word mindful of how you speak about a person because they're in, they're innocent until proven guilty and we don't want rumors starting. If that was a black person, that motherfucker would be out the door real quick. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, he could have been set up. You don't know that. Well, why won't you say that about a black person? You don't. So these are some of the issues that we face in this um, world. And I know that this platform is not geared to politics, religion, or race or anything like that. But I did want to come on here and actually speak out about race and how it affects me, whether it's affecting me in my workplace, on social media, or, um, you know, anywhere else around the world, that's where I wanted to address it. I have a platform, whether I have 10 listeners or five listeners or a million listeners, I do want you to understand that this is adult conversations by blue and all what I considered an adult conversation is going to take place on this platform. It's all about sex. Yes, it is a sexual podcast, 
but we're also going to hit on some issues because I have to talk about them. Not because I want to be on the bandwagon, but I want you guys to know that I'm not oblivious to the things that are going on. And this is the reason why I cultivate the space that I want for myself. And um, I enjoy the man that I'm in a relationship with. I love him first for his kindness, his generosity, his ability to love me and hold me and caress me and and really truly make me feel 100% whole when his arms are wrapped around me. I feel at peace because our love is at peace. Whether he's white or black, it doesn't matter. I choose to, to fall in love with a white man who met, had said, hi, how are you on a social media app and a dating site? And I said, hi, how are you? And we had great conversation and we fell in love. It was great. It is what it is. But I don't want to negate the fact that race does still play a part in my life, no matter what. So with that said, I want to leave you guys with this little tidbit. If you are listening and you have different views about race than mine, that is okay. We all have different views. We all have different ideologies. I think racism, and no, let me not say I think. I know that racism is taught. It is, it is taught. When children are born, when they have friends, all they see is friendship. From the age of birth to six, it is friendship. It has nothing to do with race. But when they go home and they eat dinner at the table with a racist asshole dad or a racist mom, they pick up those habits and they carry it through life. I wanna say to you, if you want to support the black community, I want you to educate yourself, learn about race, learn about the struggles that we face, whether it's to buy a house, the same things that you do, we do, but you are allotted more than we are. So I want you to educate yourself. I want you to get out there on social media and I want you to stand up and join the fight against African-Americans and blacks in America. Join the cause. If you don't know what to say, there are communities out there that are looking for donations that if someone was arrested this weekend over the riots, they're asking you to put up bail money to get those people out because they were protesting peacefully. What saddens me is that people are protesting safely and there are white supremacists and white anarchists that are actually going out there and causing destruction. And then it makes it seem like, oh, it's black people that are doing it. But when the media shows those who were arrested, it's mostly and mainly white anarchy people. So I leave you with that. Join the fight about Black Lives Matter. Get to know the people before you decide to dismiss them because of the color of their skin. A lot of people are basing their facts and their hatred because of someone in their genetic pool. Grandpa, great-grandpa was racist and their children will be racist. Until they get out of their small towns and they live a little, they'll realize that sometimes it is really not about race. 
So that's all I have for you guys. Um, I will be taking a break, maybe two weeks, and then I'll probably come back and post those two episodes. And after that, I think I need a break from all that's going on. I know you guys can hear in my voice how much this really is upsetting, what I've dealt with, what I had to deal with. Um, And sometimes we don't talk about what we deal with openly to other races, Um, 90% of the times when shit like that happens to us, we have our own community that we run to and we talk to about it and be like, hey girl, you won't believe what happened this morning when I got to work, this white bitch. And yes, we do say this white bitch because we, that's just, we kicking it with our girls. But in actuality, we shouldn't have to deal with that. And we do. So I just want you guys to understand that. Um... I hope to hear from you guys, and I hope this episode reaches um, someone. I hope this episode changes someone's mind or someone's perspective. I hope that this episode um, is not taken out of the context um, that some people can take it. I just hope that you understand where I'm coming from as a black woman, and especially a black woman in kink, and how hard it is to actually get into kink or stay in kink unless you are the third piece and I might have to talk about that in another episode but right now I have some work that I need to go get done I hope you guys have a wonderful day it is June 1st it is pride month and thank you